If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, April 3rd. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the ability, the fact that I have the experience to pivot on a recipe if need be. Hmm. Because I made uh, salmon last night, and the plan was to make it on cedar planks. And what happened to your cedar plank? Toasted them. I have no idea. And here's the thing. About- we, okay, if, you, if you've if you never cooked with cedar planks, you have to soak them. Yep. Because otherwise it's just like lighting wood on fire. Right. So you have to get them really wet, which Jeff did. You soak them in water. And then I turned around um, <laughs> and the grill was like, there was like a huge ball of fire. Of fire. Yeah. So I, I don't think I had the burners up to, obviously I had them up too high for that particular piece of wood, but the, the plank that I purchased was considerably more expensive than the planks I used last time, which I believe came from Walmart. Yeah. And they were great. If you cook properly with a cedar plank, you should be able to use it multiple times, at least three. This one was a brand name, fancy grill company, purchased it in Ace Hardware, so probably got two planks for what I could have gotten 12 for at Walmart, but I was in need, and I figured, let's see what these fancy guys can do. I'll tell you what they can do. They can burn. But you were able to pivot, and the salmon we had was fantastic. Yeah. Should I have taken the completely toasted plank back to the store and said, hi, what's your return policy? (laughs) Yeah. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for an awesome weekend. I dare say we had the best weekend. We had a pretty good weekend. It was so fun and we had a great Sunday. Yesterday was what kind of like weekend American dreams are made of, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I can't remember what we did the first part of the day, but we cleaned our house. We took our child to ride her bike. Um, Jeff like pulled her on the back of his bike. It was so cute. We, I pressure washed the back. I mean, we were just outside all day. It was great. You uh, undertook a pressure washing project that I had not started yet because I was convinced it was a full day affair. And you knocked it out in two hours and 40 minutes. It was, I am, it was, I am a champion. It was impressive. And isn't pressure wash therapy doesn't feel good? It does. Here's the thing about pressure washing. First of all, you will get dirty. And yeah. it's funny because Jeff goes, <laughs> Jeff said, Hey, do you want to start pressure washing? The, we have a retaining wall in our backyard. So we have this like grassy backyard, then there's a retaining wall and then and like trees above that. And it just looks, they're supposed to be light brown and they were like a dark gray just they because were dark green. They had yeah, a, it was just gross. And, and Cal, they, it has been bugging Callie for months. Yeah. It's just, it's gross. It's, you know, every time I take a picture of Ellie outside, you know, when she's like on her slide or anything, yeah. all I can see is the dirty wall that needs to be cleaned. So it was a mega micro anxiety. It was a mega micro anxiety. It's a micro anxiety that would take a mega amount of time to resolve. But it's also been a little 
it's going like teetering back and forth between cold. Like you can't have to do it on, you know, a hot day, but then if you do it in the middle of summer, you're going to die of heat stroke. So this was a great time to do it. So I did that yesterday. I said to Jeff, he said, do you want to start pressure washing the wall? To which I said, no, I don't because I don't want to get dirty. And he looked at me, looked at himself because he had been pressure washing the porch. And he said, you're not going to get dirty. It's fine. Just go, just go spray for a minute. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, he's got a point, but I did put on my rain boots. Cause I was like, okay, it's already like, it's going to get shoes, muddy back there. You got to wear old shoes. Cause you're going to get, your shoes are going to get dirty. So I put on my rain boots, go out there. Your face doesn't get dirty unless you're a special kind of pressure washer. Okay. Here's why that happened. I got to a corner and I, it was my first corner where two kind of cinder block things uh-huh. intersect, Yeah, but they don't intersect. Well, yeah. So I sprayed in there, not thinking, oh, this is all going to come back in my face. Yeah, And it came back in my face, totally messy. So yeah, you cannot, you cannot pressure. You're going to get dirty. That's fact number one about pressure washing. Fact number two is when you start it, you will not be able to stop until yeah. your project is done or it's going to drive you crazy. If you are the type of person that gets joy and pleasure out of pressure washing, and if you know, you know, you are also the same person that will not be able to stop if it's uneven or incomplete. You can't, if you have a, if you have a concrete driveway, you can't pressure wash just one square of it and then say, I'll get to the rest of it next weekend because the one clean square will drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it would be the four, five dirty squares yeah. that would whatever. And and really, honestly, that's why I never started pressure washing the backyard is because I did not think it would it was possible to do it in less than six hours. So again, your efforts have not gone unnoticed. They were, ex- that was an exceptional display of pressure washing. Thank you. And skill. I ha- to be honest, also, first of all, I didn't want to leave it incomplete because just, you know, I was on a roll. Yeah. But second of all, with the ADHD part of me, if I would have put that down, I never would have gone back to it. Right. It would have been a half complete project. It would have become another micro anxiety yeah. because I would have gotten distracted with something else. But I am very proud of myself because as an adult who isn't able to take ADHD medication right now, because I really am my best self when I'm medicated, I have come up with coping mechanisms. And one of them is to finish projects. So the other week I finished, you know, I painted trim and I didn't stop in the middle of it because I was like, no, I have to keep my nose to the ground or I will not finish this project. It's the story of my life. So I got that done. There's a guy on Twitter. I wish I knew his name, Um, but he posted something. You were talking about coping mechanisms for ADHD. He posted something that he he said was life changing. People, he has a huge following, and he got a lot of crap for this. But it's the internet, so people give crap. You know, mm-hmm. you could you know say I rescued a puppy and I it got hit by a car and I put a splint on its leg myself and drove it to the nearest vet and he's being adopted to a great home. And somebody will respond with, "What makes you think you're capable of splinting a puppy's paw?" <laughs> right. Okay. Um, anywho, this guy posted that 
his ADHD was he would throw his bath towel. He would leave it on the floor of his bathroom or just draped over the side of his tub. I think you've talked about this on the show before. And that right there subconsciously gave him permission to not be tidy for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So I think he, maybe he lives in New York. So he's got, you know, one of those tiny, small mm-hmm. apartments and he could just see it. So why do I have to clear the table? There's, not, there's a towel on the floor in there. Why do I have to pick up my right. clothes? He changed his life by buying a hamper. And every day he throws his towel in the hamper. The downside is he has to do laundry. Right. Every he has to wash a load of towels every week because he's wearing one every single, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he it's a coping mechanism that allows him to function better for the rest of the day. So do what do what you need to do to make it happen. Yeah, which I mean, need is the key word because I need these systems in place. So I was really proud of myself for finishing that. Another part of our riveting weekend was the fact that Jeff set out, he bought, I think we talked about this on the show last week, that Jeff bought a bunch of seeds. Sunflower seeds, black oil sunflower seeds. They're specifically made for birds. They're It's bird seed, but my mom had chipmunks hand trained to come eat out of her hand. Mm -hmm. They loved her. She was the, she was the queen of the chipmunks. And so Jeff would like to be the queen of the chipmunks. Yes. So I am trying to take her crown and I asked my dad, I said, what was it? Cause we've put peanuts out there, shelled and unshelled. We've put bird seed out there. Um, what we put like we Ellie's like cheddar bunnies or cheddar something. Bunny we had crackers. pretzels. I put a bunch of veggie scraps out there. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Which I'm thinking if you're a squirrel or a chipmunk and you see a cheddar bunny, that's pretty cool, right? No. <laughs> you would think, you but would no. Think. Uh, so I sent a message to my dad. He said they're called black oil sunflower seeds. I had always have had that in the back. He took this like six months ago. Had that in the back of my mind. I was at the store. And bought black oil. They have saw finally saw them there in a small, in a reasonably sized bag. It's like five pounds. It's been great. We put them out in a little dish. In a little dish, and we put up an extra. We had an extra outdoor um, security camera thing that's motion activated. It's been a blast. So not only did we get notifications all weekend when an animal was there. We, Jeff spent the weekend making screenshots of the animals and yeah. sending them to me to, I don't know. Did you send some send to your dad? dad? Yeah. Um, and it's this cute little, it's almost like we're getting to know our little animal neighbors. Yeah. And cause we have chipmunk holes in our backyard and we knew that we had some, but it's so cute watching them up close. Stuff their little mouths. Oh my rubber. gosh. Okay. So here's what we figured out. The chipmunks stuff their mouths yeah. and then go back to their little holes and then would do whatever storm for later. Yeah. Squirrels no. tip the thing over. They, big old, they big old strip mess. the seeds. They eat what's inside. They make a giant mess. Yeah. The birds are very delicate. Yep. They just pick, 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 pick. Um, and sometimes a bird or a chipmunk will not get along over the seed. Well, yeah, because it's a limited amount of seed. If I'm any other animal, I'm mad at the chipmunk because they're not even enjoying it. 
They're taking it to eat later. They, the chipmunks in the animal world are the old women who bring Ziploc baggies to buffets. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. They're showing up. They're taking three dinner rolls. This is going to, for later, they're taking, you know, the other half of their steak. They put it, because you can't get a doggy bag at a buffet. It's not allowed. So you just, you bring a bag with you, you stuff it in there. Mm -hmm. That's who they are. Uh, Squirrels are the animal equivalent of nine teenagers at a, you know, sleepover. No, they're, if you're using the buffet analogy, go with the buffet analogy. They're the person that touches everything. Yeah. And makes a mess while they do it. And makes a mess and doesn't clean it up. Right. So they put, they put their salad on the plate, but there's dress, somehow there's dressing in other people's hair. Right. And then the, the birds are just, the birds are your average human. Uh, well, no, I think the birds are a little more sophisticated and judgy. So they're at the salad bar <laughs> thinking, "Why? What am I even doing here?" Some it's of the borderline humiliating. Some of the highlights, um, and just, and just for the record, I think the show so far has been somewhat entertaining, given the fact that we've talked only about power washing and rodents and birds. And birds. Um, so some of the highlights is we did have a squirrel and a chipmunk. The dish got tipped up so you couldn't see on the other side. And we did have a squirrel and a chipmunk eating from opposite sides of it once. And we caught the squirrel like looking around the dish and seeing the chipmunk and, and, and the look of surprise on his face was delightful. So cute. Uh, we also saw one chipmunk chasing t- another chipmunk. And the that thing took flight six yards. We maybe couldn't. We more had more than six yards. We had to run it in slow motion to see if it was a bird or a chipmunk in some sort of world wrestling WrestleMania move from the ropes. That squirrel, that chipmunk came in and and it was pretty impressive. Took the opponent down. We also cleaned out the garage. So all in all, a very good family weekend and the restaurant that we were really excited about coming into our neighborhood opened this weekend. So we got to do that on Friday and I'm really glad because we had this kind of like divey sushi bar place. Was, I don't think it was divey. I thought it was nice. I just thought it was it, low key. It was low key because nobody ever went to it and it closed. This is years ago. And we have been, we have had a hole in our hearts since then, because a lot of re- there are a lot of restaurants in Sandy Springs. A lot of them are like, you know, a little pricier. I don't know. Not somewhere you'd go every day. And this place is awesome. We're very excited about it. It's the right blend of good food, a good variety, casual. They have a in, patio. They have a patio. If you went there on a Saturday afternoon you know, from your neighborhood pool or whatever, and you went in and just picked up a to-go order, you wouldn't feel weird standing in there in swim trunks. Mm -hmm. But people would also go there on a date and be dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great vibe. So super cool. And we got to meet friends and do that. So it was a great weekend. I did have- Oh, by the way, because people ask, it's called Real. We don't know what it's called. It's Real Tacos, but Real is spelled with two R's. So we're not really sure. I need to like call them. See how they answer the phone. And see how they answer the phone. Uh, Cause I don't want to ask cause I felt silly. Who are they, who 
real, real tacos. tacos, but it's really, really delicious food. Really good. It's really good. Um, and then I have been feeling, so we had our embryo transfer on Thursday and I have been feeling like I normally do when I'm pregnant. Like I've been pregnant five times so far. So I kind Six of feel, now. no, cause we had before Ellie, Ellie. Oh yeah. So this Chemical is the two IUIs. No, this is a six. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. You're right. So, um, this is the sixth time that I've been pregnant and I know like what it feels like, which is weird to say that I'm saying it so casually. And we have this, what people call a two week wait until we find out if the embryo is sticking, if it's growing as it should or not. The longest two weeks of our whole lives is happening right now. I am. Technically, it's only 10 days because you get your first blood test a week from today. Yes. I am so excited and I've been giddy since our transfer. And I know that a lot of people would say that, well, like Jeff just did, like two weeks is forever. And oh my gosh, are you so anxious? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Especially because we've had so many miscarriages, chemical pregnancies, and that stuff. But here is something that I learned when we had our first loss. And when we found out we were pregnant the very first time, I was so nervous and terrified. I think the first time in your life you get a positive pregnancy test, whether or not you're expecting it, excited about it, whatever, it is a terrifying feeling. And I spent that, you know, four to six weeks that we were pregnant, um, that we knew it. I mean, anyway, too much detail, but I spent the time being nervous, anxious, not knowing what to expect, whatever. And then we unfortunately had a miscarriage and I made myself a promise that if I was lucky enough to get pregnant again, that I would soak in every single second I had with that particular baby and root for it and be excited about it and be just super into it as opposed to terrified, scared, anxious, all of those things. And I did that with Ellie and I had a wonderful pregnancy with Ellie and a one, I just was able to soak everything in. And with this one, it may not work out. I I don't know. We'll know next week. I will be crushed if it doesn't. But I also feel like in keeping to the promise that I made to myself and to this baby of ours that I'm going to root for it and cheer it on and be excited about it. And that's how I feel yeah. to be totally honest. And that's, um, I'm sure the argument can be made that that's actually healthier for it mm-hmm. because emotions generate chemical responses in your body. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine a happier response is better for this tiny little clump of cells than a adrenaline-fueled anxious response. Well, I think they say that about everything, too. They say that, I mean, they've done that with, like, cancer research and health and age, like, longevity and stuff like that and stress really negatively impacts your health. But um, I, you know, the fact is either this is going to work out or it's not in a week, and I can spend the time until then being grateful and in the moment with this embryo, as long as we have it, or I can be 
nervous, anxious, and not. So I kind of feel like the choice is up to me. Um, and sadly we've had a lot of experience with this, but I wanted to put that out there because I feel like, you know, it's a question that my friends have been asking me, are you so nervous? Oh, that's the worst two weeks. But I wanted to throw a little different perspective in there. You can now save 10% off of Caraway products from their internet famous cookware to their newly launched food storage set simply by going to carawayhome.com slash upside 10. That's U-P-S-I-D-E-1-0. Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like PFAS, PTFE, PFOA, or other hard to pronounce chemicals or weird initial things. And their naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. Yes, you can put them in the dishwasher. Yes, they have over 40,000 reviews of the Caraway Kitchen. And now it's trying it's time to try it for yourself. We have the Caraway frying pan and it doesn't even go in the cabinet. It just lives on the stove because we use it every single day. It is truly Callie's favorite piece in our kitchen and she will try to cook anything in it. And it looks brand new because it's so slick on the inside. It's so easy to clean and it's so easy to use. So once again, save 10% by going to carawayhome.com slash upside 10 to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. Deals exclusive to Upside listeners, carawayhome.com slash upside10 or just use upside10 at checkout. Non-toxic cookware made modern. As a parent, your top priority is always your children's well-being. We want to give them everything they need to grow and thrive both now and in the future. With term life insurance from Fabric by Gerber Life, help protect your family so their future is secure no matter what happens. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply. See your quote and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Fabric is partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families like yours for over 50 years. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's meet fabric.com slash upside m-e-e-t-f-a-b-r-i-c.com slash upside policies issued by western southern life insurance company not available in certain states prices subject to underwriting and health questions Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One of Callie's many jobs in this house is to completely remove the paper labels from all of Ellie's crayons. She doesn't like the paper la- paper labels on them. So whenever a new box gets opened, her and Callie remove all the labels. Well, and it's it's a been I have been assigned to that role. Yeah. By Ellie Dollar. Right. 
Uh, so this might be a bit of a challenge for you, or you might have an advantage if you're paying attention while you're peeling them off. I'm going to give you a word or a phrase. You tell me if it's a real crayon color. Okay. Razzmatazz. Yes. Correct. Outer space. Yes. Correct. Jazzberry jam. Yes. Correct. Fuzzy wuzzy. No. Fuzzy wuzzy is a real color. Uh, Unmellow yellow. No. Yes, it is a real color. Robusto. No. Robusto is not. Purple nurple. Yes. No. (laughs) Blutiful. Yeah. Yes, that is right. And cornflower. No. Cornflower is a real grand color. Really? Yep. What's the Raz? Uh, no, it wasn't the not. There was one on there that I was like, what color would that even be? Fluffy something? Fuzzy Wuzzy? Fuzzy Wuzzy. What color would Fuzzy Wuzzy be? I don't know. Fuzzy, brown, brown? Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear? Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't Fuzzy Wuzzy. <laughs> I don't know the rest of it. That's it. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't Fuzzy Wuzzy. Cute. Oh, also, um, since we just did that, can we talk about what you said to me yesterday that you, Jeff thought up until Jeff was today years old when he realized that the saying was six to one, half a dozen to another. I, I believe that both phrases, both wordings no. are acceptable because I always say and I've always heard six of one, half a dozen of another. But that would mean 12. No, six of one. And if you have six of one and if somebody says to you, hey, do you want a peanut butter sandwich or a turkey sandwich? And you go. I don't know, six of one, half a dozen of another. (laughs) That means it's the same exact thing. Six of one, half a dozen of another. It's the same exact (laughs) thing. It 100% makes sense. It's just saying, it's just two different ways of saying six. Six Six of one. Two one, six to one person, half a dozen to another person. Right. Six of one, half a dozen of another it's the same exact thing. It's just the, it's just the the per the whether whether you're just talking in general or you're specifying it to a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think my way is, I googled it and it came up six two one half a dozen two your cousin or whatever she was saying, <laughs> which is so dumb. I think. Mine is acceptable as well. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is a New York model and artist has created a naked vegan dining experience. Hmm. That's gaining popularity. My question is, what are we sitting on at a naked dinner and how is it cleaned? Yeah. Like that's pretty. Okay. So. The guy charges $88 to dine in a, quote, liberating space that celebrates our most pure selves through plant-based cooking, art, nudity, and self-love. Here's my other question. Yeah. Well, here's my other comment is I don't think I could eat whilst looking at other people naked. Yeah. 
Plus, if you're truly a vegan, do you want to risk a hair from down there getting into your risotto? You know what I mean? Because you don't need anything from the vegan. You don't need anything that's from any animal, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. including just, our animal you, selves. Your second random thing is, uh, and this is from the website Lifehacker, clearly doing the Lord's work because they have given some tips on how to scan a recipe and see if it's truly easy. I've gotten burned by this a couple times where it says easy, you know, risotto yeah, you can't risotto trust the label. or whatever it is. And then you get two thirds the way through it. And, it, and they say something like, okay, now turn your, you know, f- deep fryer, fill your deep fryer with peanut oil and turn it to such and such a degree. And I'm like, I don't I own that. This isn't easy. So um, here's the uh, uh, tips from Lifehacker. Number one, this one is so obvious, but pay attention to the breakdown of the times. So if the preparation time is is one hour and 15 minutes, but the cooking time is 10 minutes and it's called 10-minute chili, it's not 10-minute chili. Right. You make it, Maybe you can heat it on the stove quickly in 10 minutes, but no. Scan the ingredient list to see how many bizarre ingredients are on there that you don't have in your house and you're not really sure where to get them. Uh, scan the equipment list to make sure there is no food processor, which I agree with. Once the food processor is introduced. It's the, so complicated. It's just the, unless you live in a big enough house where the food processor can live on your counter. Because I don't think most people can. Mm-hmm. It's just a big thing. Yeah. Um, Bulky, lots of parts. Yeah, and then quickly scan all of the verbs to make sure you know what they all mean because nothing will screw up a 20-minute recipe when you don't know what the word blanche is. Well, and I have another one to add on top of that, and that is look and see what you have to do to everything because I was, you know, I am the victim of having a recipe that has like only five ingredients, Yeah, but you have to finely chop every single one, right? and it takes forever. Ever. Right. So that's oh. another thing too. You can use your food processor. Yeah, you can use your food processor. And your third random thing is having pets may lower risk of food allergies in babies. So a study in Japan looked at 66,000 kids and those who spend time with their pets early in their lives were about 15% less likely to develop common food allergies, including eggs, milk, and wheat by the age of three, um, but it was dogs and cats, other kinds of pets like hamsters, turtles, birds. They didn't have the same benefits. So they, um, I think that the general consensus is early exposure to anything helps prevent allergies. So mm-hmm. there was a, a a window of time where. You absolutely would not give your child peanuts before they were five because they could go into what's it called anaphylactic shock and yeah. you know airwaves. So you, obviously you don't want to do that. Now they're saying, "Hey, start giving your kid peanut butter as early as he or she can have it." Yeah, you know, not a ton of it, but to build it up, shellfish, et cetera, et cetera, build all that stuff and eat it when you're pregnant too. Yeah, and eat it when you're pregnant, and then the gradual exposure minimizes. And for that reason, 
uh, you know, kids who grow up on farms have far fewer allergies. You know, what's interesting is that I, as an adult, was diagnosed with an allergy to dogs and I never had dogs growing up. Yeah. We always had cats and I'm not allergic to cats, funny enough. So those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. One thing I really love about my dad, because I feel like it makes him just so... My dad is very on-brand. He's well-branded. He is a well-branded human being. We've talked about that on the show a little bit here and there. I mean, he's very organized. He has a system for things. He has a place for things. We went to their house over the weekend, and the label maker was sitting out, which is, you know... No shocking thing. My dad labels everything. And Jeff noted that... Well, hold on. I didn't notice the label maker first. There were two identical water bottles sitting next to the sink. And one was labeled upstairs and one was labeled downstairs. Water bottles that you would drink out of. Mm -hmm. So... I think I made a comment at Callie, and I was like, because you you have said that before. I don't think I've ever seen it, but you said that when you were growing up, a pair of scissors would have the word upstairs or downstairs. Oh, they were even more specific because we used to take my dad's stuff out of his desk. Yeah. And so he would want to track it down. Right. And like the lights would go out, like the power would go out, and one of us would have taken the flashlight for... From his an exploration or, or an adventure yeah. or something like that. So then I remember the next day he went like, well, went to Costco or something and bought like seven flashlights, like the seven pack and labeled all of them. And they all stayed like in that room. Yeah. Not to in be the removed. room that they were labeled with. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the first time I had seen something labeled upstairs, downstairs. And Kelly's like, yep, that's the way that was what, how I was growing up. And, and then as we were leaving, we noticed the label maker was still out. And I said, oh, look at He must have just labeled those bottles. Then I said, wow, he's got a, that's a fancy label maker. Because he's got a full keyboard. You know, yeah. we have one at the house that you got to. Greg Riggs know, does not play. Yeah. full. I was like, whoa, this is a nice one. And I went over to look at it. And the label maker is labeled with the word label maker mm-hmm. downstairs. Yes, it is. So he has an upstairs label maker as well. I'm sure he does. None of this surprises me. It is so on brand, and this is why I love my dad. Happiness is amazing. It's so amazing, it doesn't matter if it's yours or not. It's that lovely thing. A society grows great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they will never sit in. Good people do things for other people. That's it, the end.